morning. And welcome to morning prayers. We will begin today's service with a responsive reading, Psalter Selection 161, found on page 82 of your Black Appleton Psalter book. Please stand as we read responsively by whole verse. May he protect us both. May he be pleased with us both. May we work together with fear. May May there be no dislike between us. Let there be peace in me. Let there be peace in my environment. Let there be peace in the forces that act on me. Good morning. My name is Khalil Gibran Muhammad. I have the pleasure of delivering today's address. The Loom. About a month ago, just before I began a lecture, a young woman, a student at Claremont McKenna College, beamed with joy as she approached me to say how much she cherished my poetry. For a brief moment, I wondered how she had gotten hold of my unpublished masterpieces. Those poems I wrote while bored to tears on a summer internship so many years ago. But after a long pause, I announced that I was not my namesake. That encounter reminded me as I prepared to bring an address today how powerfully resonant are Khalil Gibran's great insights 
into the human condition. Especially now when it seems to many a great crime has been committed against the nation. Here is an excerpt on crime and punishment from his 1923 book, The Prophet. Oftentimes have I heard you speak of one who commits a wrong as though he were not one of you, but a stranger unto you and an intruder upon your world. But I say that even as the holy and the righteous cannot rise beyond the highest, which is in each of you, so the wicked and the weak cannot fail lower than the lowest, which is in you also. And this also, though the word lie heavy upon your hearts, the murdered is not unaccountable for his own murder, and the robbed is not blameless in being robbed. The righteous is not innocent of the deeds of the wicked, and the white-handed is not clean in the doings of the felon. Yea, the guilty is oftentimes the victim of the injured, and still more often the condemned is the burden bearer for the guiltless of the unblamed. You cannot separate the just from the unjust and the good from the wicked, for they stand together, for they face before the sun, even as the black thread and the white are woven together. And when the black thread breaks, the weaver shall look into the whole cloth, and he shall examine the loom also. We are the weavers of our destiny. The loom is our society, our democracy, our humanity. We bear responsibility for the whole cloth, for all the threads that bind us, one to another. A week before the 2016 election, I had the good fortune of visiting Flint, Michigan. I had never been there before, though I'd heard Michael Moore's story and so many others about this former industrial behemoth, home to General Motors, a great symbol of America's economic might, a union town where a hardworking boy or girl could grow up to be somebody, where you could get a decent public education, a good paying job, and even save enough money to own a home and send a child to college. I knew Flint was not what it used to be. But given the water crisis of late, I expected to meet a community of concerned, active, and engaged students. Instead, one week before the election, I met 100 students of every demographic, 100 threads in our loom, not strong and taut, but weak and loose. Their countenances ranged from expressionless to forlorn. They were witnesses, bystanders to a crime, not its victims. Turns out the toxic water was more isolated than the national news had covered. Neither the campus nor the better off sections of the city were affected. Only the most abandoned, poorest, and blackest threads of Flint lay broken. For too long, we have all refused to repair the broken threads of our communities the lead-poisoned water, the hungry child, the violated daughter, the unhoused refugee, the bigoted teacher, the poorly paid worker, the arrogant and ignorant billionaire, the drowning coastline. If this election feels like we have been robbed of our democracy, of our values, of our collective humanity and empathy, we are not blameless, as the poet says, in being robbed. We cannot normalize that which already exists in us. This election only removed 
our self-deceptions, our blindfolds, and now we stand naked before ourselves. Trump held a mirror to us, presented himself before us, and challenged us to be honest with ourselves or to look away. The hypocrisy, the contradictions, the narcissism, the greed, the gilded insecurity, the lies, the abuse, and the vengefulness do not carry just his fingerprints. There's a lot and a little of him, of his threads in the fabric of all our lives. He didn't win a majority of women voters despite Hillary Clinton's flaws, without feminism still being a choice for most women. When the young pop soul artist Bruno Mars croons, I want to be a millionaire so freaking bad. I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine next to Oprah and the Queen. We blithely sing along in touch with our own aspirations. We didn't get to mass incarceration without mass participation in the criminalization of black and brown bodies, Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives, North and South, white and black. We must remember every white New Englander was not an abolitionist, nor was every black Southerner a civil rights activist. In the months leading to the election, I can't tell you how many conversations I've heard about or had with people, mostly liberal, progressive, some elites, who said they could not talk to their friends or members of their own families who supported Trump. That silence is the face of Flint I saw. The poet tells us the weaver must choose to look into the whole cloth to examine the loom. Dr. King, the prophet, tells us all life is interrelated, that we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Today and every day, you must choose to repair our threads, to strengthen them, to bind them together in a single garment so that we might stand together whole before the face of the sun. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, let us repair our threads so that we might all be, see the wider tapestry that you have created. God, let us see how we have participated in ways that might make us feel uncomfortable to admit in the way that we are broken, in the way that our society is broken. Let us not be silent. Let us not be afraid to engage in conversation. God, let us love our neighbor, for that is what you have called us to do, because we are all created in your image and all your beloved children. Amen. And will you please stand and join me in singing the hymn for the day found on page number eight, Lo, How a Rose Air Blooming.
going to this day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord grant you peace. And the gathered people said, Amen. Amen.